Unbelievable! Absolutely unbelievable! And welcome, Avs fans. I'm Lauren Gardner here at the Pepsi Center. They got nothing but guts! Guts all over the place! I can't believe Colorado it! Colorado Avalanche complete one of the greatest turnarounds in NHL history. The Colorado Avalanche will return the next year to the Stanley Cup playoffs! And now, let's get you ringside with Lauren Gardner and the gutsiest play-by-play call in hockey, Mark Mosier. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Abs in Your Earholes podcast, this time coming to you from beautiful Buffalo, New York. Now, my normal co-host, Lauren Gardner, is back home doing some fantasy football stuff, so we had to bring in Kyle Keefe. (laughs) Sorry. No, no, no. I mean, I'm saying this is a good thing, too. You know, I mean, it's all good. Have you guys addressed the fact that these microphones are ginormous? They're really cool, aren't they? They are big. Yeah. These are I big love them. I think they're great. Makes the sound really good. Makes you uh, have more hair, too. Well, I feel good holding this microphone with you. Abs in your ear holes. Who picked that out? You? I think it was Emily Wade. I can't be mm. sure. Let's get after it as the Avs continue their road trip today here in Buffalo against the Sabres, still looking for their first road win. Coming off, Kyle, that 5-2 loss at the Carolina, her, Carolina listen to me, Columbus Blue Jackets two nights <laughs> okay, ago. Okay, we're off to a good start, right, everybody. Exactly. Uh, fact of the matter is is that it was like really a tale of like three games. It was kind of weird. I mean, they, they were not good in the first period. They were good in the second period. And then all kinds of mismatch in that third period. Well, and I think that... There's a there's kind of a sense of uh oh you know they only won 15 road games last year so whether it's amongst the media me you uh, the team it's it's a little bit like okay we were so good at home 24 and one in their last 25 home games right right you get on the road and it's almost like okay okay who are we we can't do this. Again, you, you you just can't make the playoffs if you're if you're going to win you know 15 games on the road. So I think for part of it, it was like a wake up call as well. I, I you know I expect tonight to see a completely different team. Um, it, you can't have a start like that. Jared Bednar said after the game that you you have to skate. If you're not skating, you're not you can't beat anybody. So I think the first period was. Um, Unfortunately, uh, the the killer. Even though they tied it up in the second, and we're two two. I, I just think that you can't have that kind of start and expect to win. We're getting ready for the Avs to hit the ice for morning skate. You can probably hear the Zamboni going around doing its thing. The Avs players right now are sitting on the bench, just staring at the Zamboni. I don't know about you, but uh, ice looks pretty good to me. Let them out, right? Yeah. Um, so this is my first time at this arena. I know you guys. You know, I get to come on. Part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is because LG is doing fantasy football, right? Fantasy? That's correct. Yeah. So I, this is my first time to Buffalo, and uh, you know, my right over here, you, you you can't even believe how many people love hockey. Just random people. This this dude was driving me over, and he's like, "Oh, wow!" He's just telling me all these stats, and I was like, "Wow, this is just a dude," and uh, they love their hockey here in Buffalo. So this is my first time to the arena. Uh, it's cool. Uh, but this is uh, this, this is like no joking around. they they got to have this one tonight. Most. Yeah, they really do. And we were talking earlier about the Buffalo Sabres, and it's kind of funny because Kyle's looking up and down the roster. He's going, 
Uh. It's pr- pretty good, pretty good <laughs> club. I mean, they got some talent on, on this club. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Uh, I don't know if, if you know they're going to be even sniffing around a, a playoff spot this year. I, my guess is they're probably a year or two away, but they do have some major talent. Jack Eichel has already burst out of the gates this year. He's got three goals on this season. The former Pittsburgh Penguin, Connor Sherry, of course, has a couple of tallies. The... Uh, They've got a Pulso on this team, and he can be dangerous Skinner. at any moment. That yeah, they got Skinner, of course, from the Carolina Hurricanes. That one was stuck in my head early on, and uh, they just got a, a, a lot of nice players on this squad. Casey Middlestat, the puppy, is is uh, beginning his National Hockey League career, but they've got some nice guys on the back end, and of course, you look at the guys who have come over in the Ryan O'Reilly trade: Patrick Berglund, the former big centerman for the Blues. And Tate Thompson, the former uh, Sabotka, high, yeah, high draft pick, Sabotka, yeah. They, so they've got a bunch of guys here that that they're really trying to build this team in the Eastern Conference, and so it's going to be a tough test for the Avs tonight. I mean, let's not pretend like you know, like it's going to be a rollover type of situation because Carter Hutton, you know, he signed the free agent contract. They've made him their number one. The only question with him is, okay, can he be the guy to get the vast majority of the starts? Well, so far this season, he's 2-1 and one with a 2.06 goals against average, save percentage of 943. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it, when you compare the rosters, I mean, if you're just Joe Schmo out on the street and you look at these rosters, I mean, the Avs have, I mean, it's, you, you look up and down the roster, it's a much better roster than Buffalo. Um, but unfortunately, that just doesn't matter anymore. It's It's, you know, timely goals, it's... Uh, good goaltending, and tonight we'll get to see Semyon Varlamov again. I think, uh, you know, you're talking about Carter Hutton. I think they left, you know, they left Grubauer out to dry a little bit in the last game. Uh, you know, it was kind of an unfair sort of uh, homecoming or welcoming for Grubauer because he, you know, he got beat on a couple that the the back checking just wasn't there. He got beat up the middle a lot. Um, I think uh, that's something that Jared will or has at least addressed tonight is look the forwards have to be better defensively because you just you, you can't hang your you know your goaltender out to dry like that so uh, we'll get to see Varley again tonight chance to go three and zero he's obviously two and zero on the season because he was so good at home on uh, the first three games I think he faced fifty seven shots in the first two games and only allowed uh, three goals so I think there there is a at least from my perspective Moj I think there's a sense of Urgency, and you don't normally say that at Game Four, right? I mean, you know, true, I mean, true. You're never like, ah, oh, this is a must-win, but it almost feels. Yeah, uh, Kyle, it, it, seriously, I mean, 15 wins on the road all of last season, as you talked about earlier. Incidentally, your Casper Wyoming math is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I like all these numbers you're spitting out. This is pretty impressive to me. Yeah. Well, we we can add. Normally, it's one cow plus two cow plus three cow is four <laughs> cows. <laughs> four cows in Casper. Uh, you're, you're right, though. I mean, 15 wins on the road all of last season. And, again, the 28 home wins were awesome. I don't know if you can count on that again. And that's that's what I think the coaching staff has been relaying. Hey, guys, listen, we were awesome at home. Let's keep trying to do that, obviously. They feel really good at Pepsi Center, but they must have more wins away from home. And I think the old adage is, listen, you take care of your business on the home ice, and you want to pull half your points on the road. Well, they got an opportunity to do that tonight here in Buffalo. And keep in mind, too, they'll come home Saturday night to take on the Flames, and then they're right back that's, on yeah, the road for four. Right. I mean, that's the six out of seven on the road. And a lot of teams will say, I like that. You know, let's get out there. Let's build the camaraderie. Let's let, let's do it. It's 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 only good to a certain extent, Moj, if you're winning, though. I mean, you don't 
what you don't want to do is have six six out of seven on the road and win two. You know, it, it, there's a there's a mental aspect to being on the road and believing that you can win on the road. This, let's be completely honest. They're in Buffalo. They they should win this game. They're a better team than the Buffalo Sabers. So. You want to come home three and one. You got the Calgary Flames. You're feeling good about yourself. Calgary's no joke either, by the way. Right. But you you want to be able to go back out on the road on the East Coast where you play some really talented teams and feel good about yourself. Get that first one. Just get it, get it out of the way, and then you can come back home and say, hey, you know what? Five hundred on the road. We're good. We're good at home. Um, you know, and, and build a little confidence because that there is that factor of, oh boy, huh? Did we just? We just go. Are, are we? Are we all of a sudden two and two? Right. Because that's not quite as funny as three and one. Yeah, winning is fun. And so let's see if they can do it tonight. A couple of things too. The Abs worked on the power play in practice yesterday extensively. Want to see that that get cranked up. And in all honesty, I want to see Tyson Berry get cranked up, especially on the Tyson power Jost. play. Tyson Jost. Tyson Jost on the power play. He's uh, he's there for a reason. And I had a chance to talk to him just a little bit this morning, and, and I, I think he feels like it's coming. He's ready to burst out. But I want to see Tyson Berry get going because he's such an offensive threat for the Colorado Avalanche. And the power play, I think, is where it's going to start for him. That's where it's going to, to get going. Let me ask he, you. He's such a good quarterback, and he sees the lanes. Now, he's been, he's been sort of you know, giving it up a little bit to, to McKinnon on one side, Rettinen on the other side as, the, as they work it from side to side, looking for that seam pass, but he's been very unselfish. I want to see him bomb away from way downtown because Gabe loves to go down there. I mean, you'll see Landis Cog on the power play. He's all around the net, each side, behind the net, in front of the net. I want to see Tyson Berry bombing away, and then guys go chime in and clean up. Right, I mean, so they sort of play the pyramid I guess, scheme, you know, when it comes to the power play. So why Tyson sort of shoves it around to Miko on one side, and like you said, and, and Nathan on the other side. He has to, and I hate to say he has to be more of a threat, but by him shooting the puck, it allows Jost, Landeskog, that are down low to sort of scrap up those loose pucks. I, I, you know, some of the best part, the scariest, what's the scariest power play? In the National Hockey League. It has to be in San Jose, right? Uh, that uh, Toronto Maple Leaf power play yeah, right okay, now is yeah. terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, terrifying. Tavares and Matthews. Yeah, I give it. I give, I give you that. But, you know, you got Carlson and, and Burns on a, on a power play. You're like, they're where Tyson Berry is. So there has to be a threat up top that gives more space to Nathan McKinnon, that gives more space to Miko. And, you know, and... I, I, I totally agree with you that if you get your opportunities on, on special teams, you've got to bury these. I mean, you just absolutely – there's not enough opportunities five on five to where you you can take power plays lightly. So, you know, and tonight will be a, a real key. And, they look, they got Jack Eichel who will just rip your face off, right? I mean, th this guy will burn you if you're given the opportunity. So, yeah, I totally agree with you, Moses, that I think Tyson Berry has to if, – if he starts cooking – Watch out. That's that's a good thing. Uh, we should also tell you that yesterday we went to uh, one of our favorite places in Buffalo, in Gabriel's Gate, and we ate a ton uh, of chicken wings. You were late. You know, you were wearing, what were you wearing? Was that a camouflage? Yeah, Denver uh, Powell camouflage uh, pullover, yeah. yeah. You were late because you had to do radio. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, so what kind of flavor wings did you eat? I went full bore hot. Do you remember, do you remember last year when uh, – 
Pete was in Buffalo and he oh, sat yeah. back. The oh, yeah. Wrecker night. Suicide wings. Oh, my God. So there was, because I have back sweat, head sweat, ear sweat, face sweat, nose sweat. I mean, when when you when I eat something hot, it's a full, I mean, water, I, I lose, full on water I, I lose yeah. weight. Yeah. I mean, I lose weight. Pete, <laughs> Pete was sweating. Um, who was to my left? Foxy was, everybody was sweating. Right. But they're one of those things where you just can't stop. You had barbecue, though. We had barbecue. No, we also had the hot wings, too. We had we had some of each. And I'm a hot wing guy, and I was mowing those down because I was over on the other table, and, and nobody really wanted to touch those. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to touch all of them. So here we go. And then you do the classic. So everybody knows how to do a chicken wing properly. It gets really messy, but you grab it at one yeah, end, you push it down, yeah. and all the meat just squirts to the bottom, and then you suck it in, pull it out, right? And I did that. And Emily, our outstanding social media gal, goes, what are you doing? I said, oh, you went the chicken full, uh, you went the full. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she a, goes, that is disgusting. I said, that's the proper way to eat a wing. No. You push it all down. You don't just nibble around the side like a corn on the cob. You push it yeah. down and you yeah, pull no. it out. I, but you, then you get all the stuff. You, you know, if you, if you pull it out like you're eating a human being, you can't. Um, Kyle, eating wings is not a fashion show. It's a mission. I think we understand that. I'm glad I got there after you because uh, I couldn't handle the way you would do it. Can I also say that after the wing uh, extravaganza... I don't want to talk about that. I did a, just a small bit of gambling and won some money. You did? I did win some money. I did not do any gambling and I didn't win any money. I thought you were going to talk about the cornhole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we played multiple games of you cornhole. Were such, you were such a baby during that because you... These rules are, these are the rules. You can't do it this way. <laughs> so we changed it back to the... Is that what I saw? To, yes. <laughs> I don't like it like that. <laughs> so we changed it back to the real rules. Real and rules, And we absolutely right. thumped you again. Yeah. You I can't change... put beanbags in a hole. Very good. Yes, I can. This mm -mm. problem was my partners. I had two partners. I switched up partners, and, and none of them could put... I mean, they couldn't even hit the wood, Most, man. They you... couldn't even hit the wood. First of all... You grab when you when you grab the beanbag, it has to be a flat top. It has to be a honk. You grabbed it like a baseball and expect it to stay on the board. That's that first of all, that was, you, you can't toss bags like a like you're throwing a softball. You gotta it's a floater and a runner and a Did I did I score well for my team? You didn't ever beat yeah. me. I, but that's because my partners were terrible. Oh, I see. Okay. I, I demand a rematch. All right, I'll play you in bags anytime. You All right, sounds good. We will do that. All right, some final thoughts here as we check out morning skate. Again, it's an optional morning skate. Head coach Jared Bednar does not want to wear guys out. He wants to give them the opportunity to go on out there and get loosened up if they want to. They don't have to. Final thoughts on, on Nikita Zadorov too, and I want to see him have a good game tonight. To me, before the season began, he's a linchpin, right? And he's far enough removed from his playing days in Buffalo that it's not that big of a deal to return here anymore. I don't think he's been back here a couple of times since the deal. But I want to see him just overall, whether it's this building or any building, I want to see him get going because when, he's, when he lays the tone early in a game with hits, he's into the game and he is a major factor. That's but what I want to see that all the that's time. What, what separates Nikita Zadorov from anybody else on the team is his physical nature. Be a presence and be a presence early. And I think in Columbus, there was some he, – he struggled. I mean, he struggled. I mean, he struggled in Columbus. And you can't rely on Sam Gerrard and Eric Johnson to go 32 minutes every night. So you have to be 
a, you know, a solid D pairing. But I think for him, it's almost like it's almost like Nathan McKinnon. It, you know, if he gets a couple shots or he's hitting it off the post or whatever, you're like, oh, oh, oh. Same thing with Nikita Zadorov. If he gets into the game physically early, I think there's a confidence level that's like, I'm on my game. Here we go. This is what I do. Uh, you know, you let Gerard run around out there doing his twirly bird and, you know, and EJ doing his thing. But I think the more minutes, confident minutes, that Zadorov can play, it's, uh, don't you think it's kind of a, a, a sign to everybody? I'm on my game. Absolutely. Here we go. Absolutely. Right. When, big, when Big Z is lurking back there playing his game, yep. I think everybody feels better. Everybody, that is, except the competition. Right. And that we want to see him do that coming up here tonight. All right, that's going to do it for this shortened edition of Abs in Your Earholes podcast. We'll have a lot more coming up uh, towards the end of the week, obviously, and next week as well. Kyle and I are going to get downstairs to the room. We're going to talk to the fellas as they get ready to take on the Buffalo Sabres coming up tonight. We thank you for listening. As Lauren would say, please like us. I don't know what else. Yeah, Is that you what like she us. Says? Yeah, she, like us? Well, you please gotta, like us? you got to like us on, on uh, iTunes and all. I mean, you can find it everywhere, but you, you'll like it, subscribe to it, all I that know, kind I know, of. but it just seems like, please like us. Please like us. Please like us. Well, you can, you can like me. Kamenev you know? you in tonight. Yeah, you don't have to like Kyle. Kamenev Nemeth. is in. Nemeth will be coming back in, and Varley will be between the pipes. We'll yeah. wait and see who comes out. I would assume... Sheldon dries up front, and then on the back end, still don't know yet. We'll find out yep. a little bit later on. Yep, yep. I, look, I'll just leave you with this. And I already said it once, but I'll say it again. Never would you say that game four is a must win. This one sort of feels like that. As far as wanting to get one, yeah. this, is, this, yeah. is, this is one you want to get for yep. sure. I would I agree. agree with that. Yeah. Thanks for being with us, Avs fans. We certainly appreciate it. We'll talk to you tonight on TV or this afternoon, I should say, Denver time at 4.30. Of course, Connor McGee, he has you at 4.35 on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. We'll see you then. Nice job, dude. I like your hair today. Thanks. It's good. I want a rematch.